Our next guest has been a go-to source for anything and everything social media since we began podcasting almost three years ago. I am happy to have Danielle Miller of Miller Media Management back after a move to Florida, but with her heart still with us in Maui. Real world experienced marketers like her can charge buku bucks to clients for the inside secrets she reveals to us for free. Speaking of which, are you ready to pay Meta to play? We cover updates and changes to the two most important platforms for business today. Then an introduction to ChatGDP, a recent artificial intelligence tool that has been on everybody's news feed lately. Is this the answer to learning the trade? What will it mean for us in the future to access information about powder coatings by bot? Get ready to level up your powder coater game. Welcome to today's Powder Coder podcast. I am happy to have back Danielle Miller, one of my good buddies. I miss you so much, girl. Uh, ah. You are in Florida. Um, and I, you know, we used to, she used to live on Maui, so we'd see each other at least physically all the time. So I'm happy yeah. to have Danielle back. She's been on many, many times talking about social media. Uh, but how do you like Florida? Loving it. Loving it here. Um, getting to enjoy warm weather still, which is key. And um, yeah, a whole different time zone. So a whole different daily schedule, but it's all for the better. I was just in Florida. Of course, I tried meeting up with you, but it just didn't work out. Um, and I didn't, I mean, this was the first time I kind of explored it a little bit more. And it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I I tell you one thing. I had a hard time watching the morning news um, because the way they dress on the morning news is very scantily. Even, I mean, Hawaii, you know, it's hot here. I don't know. It's dress styles. It, it's very conservative still. Not in, not in Florida. It's like off the shoulder, expose the skin as much as possible, um, you know. It was a, a little much for me, but um, yeah, that was uh, kind of interesting. Notice how the dress is different there. Definitely. Yes. It, all kinds of dress. Doesn't matter where, where you're going. You're going to see people dressed a lot different. Cowboy hats and jeans. You know, it's more like upcountry Maui. Yeah. Is it? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. It kind of, that was kind of interesting to get used to on the news. But anyways, um, it's been months, girl, since you have given us a social media update. And we have so much to talk about today in this um, episode because we're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to talk about chat AI. We're going to talk about Instagram. So lay it on us. What do we, what are, and Google too, I think, uh, because there's some other stuff. So I'm going to let you just run with it. What do you want to talk about first? Right on. Well, let's start with some of the big things that people have probably noticed. Um, at this point in time, all of you business owners who have a business Facebook page have probably gotten the pop-up letting you know your page got automatically upgraded to the new pages experience. Um, this is all part of the rebranding of Facebook becoming, uh, or Meta kind of becoming the parent company of both Facebook and Instagram. 
And the new pages experience has changed how we manage and post to our social media pages for our clients. We used to use the internal tool Creator Studio owned and created by Facebook, right? But now that has become packaged in to what they call Meta Business Suite. And Meta Business Suite is the new pages experience on Facebook. You can handle all of your content planning, look at all of your sites, manage all of your ads, control um, what posts are going out where. You can even fully manage your Instagram account from your desktop computer through Meta Business Suite, including replying to comments, direct messages, everything. So it has made it easier. Um, there are some glitches. So always watch for those when they start coming out. Don't get frustrated. <laughs> Uh, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm having an identity crisis uh, because I don't know if I'm, ma ma you know, like you have to go up and click to decide who you're going to be or who you're posting. It, it is a little, I get the, I get the fluidity with posting and automatic posting. That is really nice. Um, mm -hmm. They seem to have gotten that right. But uh, a lot of times when I'm trying to share stuff either on my phone or even just on the desktop, the, the user experience is a slightly different. And it, I get sometimes like head spinning a little bit like, okay, who am I? That, you know, it, it's not as easy and maybe I'm just not doing it right. But yeah, it's clunky. No, it is clunky. In fact, I had that exact same thought earlier today. I was like, boy, this is like three clicks to get what I used to be able to do in one click. Like it just yes. takes a lot, a little more effort multiple times a day. So hopefully they'll streamline that at some point for us. Um, what's nice though, is now that you have that option to toggle between your business and your personal, it means that your business page has a news feed again. And when your okay. business page has a news feed, that means you can scroll Facebook and it's a business networking opportunity. Every okay. single post is an option to leave a comment, um, like a post, message somebody, but as your business. So there are so many opportunities for brand exposure that didn't exist uh, mm -hmm. for a little while there because business pages had a newsfeed and they didn't. Right. And it came back. Um, so we should all be taking advantage of that. We should be using not, that newsfeed on Facebook. Actually, I did. I did recently and it worked out for me. I posted in cars for coffee or something like that. And I actually got go. some, you know, uh, some feedback there. So that was actually good. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I guess that's kind of a good thing then, you know, I wasn't sure I hadn't noticed about the news feed, uh, but I do now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's back now. Cause it went away. And yeah, I think, I mean, I think just meta in general is just having their own identity crisis, as you know, right? Um, <laughs> Why are they are they trying to copy what everyone else is doing? Yes, so because unusual. they're so good. That's all they have to do now, right? Is just copy whatever. Um, and and that said, now um, speaking of copying, you know, Elon Musk came out with the Twitter badge, right? He mm -hmm. launched that a month or two ago, um, and. Sure enough, Meta is now just made this announcement. Let me share my screen um, on the announcement that is just this one. Uh, let's see. Here we go. 
They are now coming up with his New York Times article. Um, Meta announces that it was going to be charging us 12 bucks a month for a blue badge on Facebook and Instagram. So I guess it's, is that per platform or is that six bucks each? <laughs> you know, um, I didn't read so it, too much into that, but. Yeah. So it's a meta verified subscription. So it applies to the multiple accounts that are within your meta account. So okay. meta business suite for both Facebook and Instagram, it should in theory cover both. It's only been rolled out in like Australia and New Zealand. So yeah. So yeah. Um, for us here in the U.S., and if don't go looking for it. It's just not available yet. Right. It's only planned to be available to creators. Right. So and this is where a professional yeah. account or something. Yes. So a creator account um, and a professional account are different on Instagram. Oh, okay. And Facebook has been very tight-lipped about clarifying if business pages will be allowed to get the badge at all. So far, okay. what they have said is that creators who have an account whose account name matches the name on their ID would okay. pass the application process to be able to purchase the subscription and get a verified badge. But it actually gets you more than just the badge. What What else? So when you pay for the subscription, you get the verified badge. You get proactive account protection against impersonations. Okay. You get access to account support. That so you can actually, actually have somebody to call. Mm-hmm. Um, increased visibility and reach. So if you're verified, you will reach more people. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, you know, I, I, in a, just like anything on social media, it's like you always, if they're going to offer you something at the very get, like when they started doing the paid for reels, which we'll get into later. I mean, obviously you want, or when they just opened up reels and you, you know, the, it, the time, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot because everybody jumps onto that train. And then the next thing, you know, it's harder and harder to get the likes and, you know, and the follows or the engagement that you originally once got, right. It's just always this diminishing returns thing going on with social media that when you have a new feature, you've got to hop on it right away or be left in the dust because by the time you do decide it might be too late or somebody else is already there, beat you or, yeah. I, I just wish it wasn't like that, but I guess that's just the nature of social media and why new features and new this or that is always having to be kind of, you know, keeping people going, right? Because they get bored now uh, or there's just a new, it, there's this constant battle between uh, paying for a service versus getting that free engagement that we're always striving for, that organic reach too, right? Definitely. So, I mean, um, in reality, could this be the first step towards businesses needing to pay to play on Facebook? Yeah. Absolutely. We would be, you know, it'd be foolish. The, so one big change, just in case you have anybody um, or you know anybody out there who has one of those blue verified checks already, uh -huh. they can 
breathe safe. They can, you know, take a little sigh of relief. They will not be losing their badge yet, but it could become the case that they get forced to pay the subscription in order to keep it sometime in the future. That has not been announced yet. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they always like to dangle that little carrot in front of everybody to get the, their minds thinking about what it would be like or what it's going to be like, but in the end, you know, yeah. And I mean, let's face it. I mean, even just my personal uh, Facebook, I, it's getting less and less people engaging or in, in anything like, I don't know if people are, are on Facebook as much. I know that it's taken a big dive. Well, so it? it's, ch- it's changing. So okay. um, what I'm noticing and it's, it's so interesting that you bring up the reels on Instagram, right? And how that came out. And it was like, you really got to be the first to battle. You got to get out there early um, and soak up those results. So what's happening is Instagram is getting oversaturated with mm. content. Okay. And fewer viewers because now reels are accessible on Facebook and mm-hmm. a large portion of people are watching reels on Facebook. Oh, okay. So the audience time is actually shifting back to Facebook. And a lot of you are probably thinking, oh gosh, well, I'm putting my reels on Instagram, but I have that little toggle switch. So they're searchable on Facebook. So that's fine. Well, I've been testing this with my clients. I'm like, oh, is that enough? Is it enough to have that toggle on that they're searchable on Facebook? And the answer is no. Um, It is worth the additional effort to take the reel and post it natively on Facebook um, because what's happening, actually getting pushed out to your followers when you do that and it's searchable and um, Facebook loves the native content. So I have been uh, posting both individually, Instagram through the Instagram app and Facebook actually through the Meta Business Suite app. Um, on my phone, you can do it on a computer, but it's just, like I mentioned before, riddled with glitches. So it's super frustrating on the computer. So I recommend using the phone app. Yeah. I, you know, I did do a reel and I, it, you know, it's funny you mentioned it because I didn't quite catch it, but I knew something was different in the, you know, in not the algorithm, but in the results or the, you know, insights. And it was like, all these people had watched it on Facebook more than they had watched it on. So I think, yeah, I, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I just forgot about it and moved on. But um, that's interesting. So very, are you still promoting or you're still encouraging us all to use the, uh, the business suite interface though? Yep. Still encouraging you to use that interface, especially for comment management, direct direct message management, um, checking insights, running ads. But when you're actually posting the reel, I have found it is the smoothest process to just do it through the app. There's the fewest number of tech glitches. Um, You're able to like edit your captions using their caption sticker, which has been, you know, really helpful and nice. Um, And when you're using keywords in their caption sticker, then it is feeding the algorithm that information. I mean, it provided it to you in the caption. So that who's to say that's not searchable? I'm sure it's being taken into an account at some level. 
um, in terms of how they're feeding those reels to non-followers. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I did um, post when I found out about this meta news, I did post to uh, one of the groups and I got some uh, content or comments back. So let's take a look at what some of the people said. Um, so this is uh, this is Paul Moreno, his response. Well, first of all, here, let me show you what I said. I said, just wanted your first reaction to $12 a month for verified. Um, so Paul, you know, runs a pretty popular uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, he is in Cancun right now. <laughs> oh, he visited Cancun, but uh, no, he has uh, Crown Customs and they rely on a lot of uh, uh leads from Facebook and Instagram to generate business. They do mostly rim restoration stuff. So he's one of the forefront leaders out there. So I was uh, very happy that he actually responded to my, uh, my post. Uh, so, uh, he says, for the amount of work and reach we get with Facebook and Instagram, $12 a month is a no-brainer. And then um, I just told him I'd like to check in with him, you know, if he does get verified, uh, you know, to see what kind of reach he gets. Uh, and then he, he, he goes, I keep it simple, $12 a month. If I get one job from Facebook a month, I made it out like a bandit, right? So this is true. Right. Uh, it's kind of the common um, sort of reason why you want to do advertising or engagement on Facebook in the first place, especially if you're in a major metropolitan area. It's probably a little harder when you're in rural areas like we are. But, uh, you know, you know, he's at a different level and, ha and is attracting a different kind of client than than maybe we would, right? So, uh, but anyways, that was one response. And then the next one is, we get no business from Facebook or Instagram. We will not be paying. That was Rob Broker. And Steve says, I doubt it. I'll get verified. I spend money on Facebook ads and that's enough. If they start saying you have to be verified to buy ad space, I'll just stop altogether. This is a dumb move by Meta in, you know, in his opinion. So what do you, what do you say to all those responses? Uh, time will tell. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. I really think, you know, the number one revenue stream for Facebook Meta right now is ad space. So I don't think that they're going to um, make advertisers sign on to the $12 a month. However, I think that a like I was hinting at before, I think these are um, the first steps towards trying to get businesses to pay to have a Facebook profile. Um, if enough people have a verified badge, it's going to become similar to that social proof that happens now. We're like, oh, if you don't have a thousand followers on Facebook, it's hard to take you seriously and know that you're a legitimate business. Right. Um, and having that blue check mark, if you had that blue check mark, but you only had 25 followers, you know, you're still going to look like you have the authority Yeah. when someone sees your organic post coming across. So I think to each their own, we'll, we'll find out over time. Um, and in the meantime, 
don't forget to be leveraging those Facebook groups and now Facebook reels, because those are the places where you can still get that free organic reach. If you're just posting on your Facebook page and you're complaining about nobody seeing it, you know, um, catch up with the times. Yeah. Uh, It's because you're playing an old game. Right. Uh, And that's what I've realized. It's like, okay, if I need to, I need to start posting in the cars and coffee a little bit more. I actually did a post on my Turo group because, uh, you know, I have a couple of Turos. Yeah. And, um, you know, we you never know. We did a nice little Corvette the other day uh, with our, you know, because we're, we've partnered with a local um, tire guy around the corner. Yeah. So he's offering drive-in service for, you know, which we've been lacking for a long time. And um, it worked out great. So I just took that and put it in. And I got a lot of just direct messages. You know, some of these people have eight or nine cars that they're managing. So that was kind of interesting. So there's a little tip for powder coaters out there. Join some Turo groups in your area local because those people have cars. They get dinged and scratched all the time. Uh, So definitely reach out to those types of groups as well as like the typical automotive, local automotive groups and stuff like cars and coffee and, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I'm kind of, you know, I've been so kind of boo-hoo about Facebook and the business pages and the exposure in the, or the lack of engagement. I mean, I have a thousand followers, but like, you know, I was, you know, I was your good little student and I did all those things to get to that thousand, thousand people organically. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I kind of just started seeing a lot of that kind of go wane a little bit and now I'm kind of more encouraged so I'm glad I'm talking to you about this because you always present some ray of sunshine or hope (laughs) for that kind of stuff uh you know I just uh just been focusing more on Instagram and I guess I still just get a lot more engagement on Instagram but I'll try some of these other I'll, I'll try I will try Yeah, I still would expect the engagement, the comments. I mean, the biggest thing for my Facebook pages that I manage that will actually still get engagement are memes. Those are, that's, you know, we'll post a meme a week because we'll get 36 comments, 75 comments, you know, and those, that's a big deal. So there's still opportunities. It's different than it was before. It's the same thing like posting a single picture on Instagram isn't going to have the same impact as if you posted a carousel with three or four images in it. So making sure that we're kind of staying with the trend is how how you're going to continue reaching people for free. Yeah. And I guess, you know, sometimes it's I get all boggled down with you know, it's a formatting thing, right? with Facebook and Instagram or even any other platform, it's always like the different size and image and then what you say and your message has to kind of slightly change up a little bit sometimes too. And that's always just even more like work, (laughs) you know? Um, So yeah, it it can get a little daunting. I think the messaging is there and thankfully, you know, powder coaters, and I've said this many times on the show, it's, it's, you know, we have the content, take a beautiful picture. You don't have to take 20 of them. Just take one really good picture and just pop it up there, you know, uh, and you, you could, if you say, you know, it, learning what to say 
but you don't have to say much if it's a beautiful photo, uh, you know, um, it should get the message across, right? Yeah. 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 And they, nobody has to stress over trying to make like a before and after graphic. It's like, just upload your before and your after as one post in a multi-photo post. And Instagram's going to love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just make sure your after is your first one, actually. And then, uh, you know, they can yeah. swipe to see the before because that way your profile is full of beautiful pictures of your work, not all your before photos. Um, right. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of, yeah. That'd be a yeah. different kind of Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be right. The, the worst. Yeah. It'd be the befores, the before profiles. Um, I'm, I'm just like at the edge of my seat. I can't wait to talk about chat GPT and a, open AI okay. and, and all of that. Before we do that though, okay. let's one thing we want to talk, touch on where I'll give you my experience with the reels. Uh, the oh Instagram yeah. Let's reels. do this. Yeah, because I did get invited, I joined in, and basically I was, it's not, I can't say that I was, I guess I was trying to impress Instagram <laughs> a little bit with my reels, if I knew I was getting paid. So I'll give you that there was an incentive there to kind of maybe just do a, a really get super creative, uh, strike the message uh, a little harder, uh, do a better job for Instagram on my reels rather than just like a, you know, a photo gallery with music behind them kind of thing. Um, and I was averaging, I did five posts and I was pretty much averaging about $10 a post. So uh, I only did it one time and I need to get back and doing it again. But I mean, I made 50 bucks. That's half of what it, and it only took me a week to do. So talk about, uh, talk about the reels and how that works. And then, and then also, let's talk about the timing, too, because you said don't post too many times or you end up hurt. Is that changing still? Anyways, there you know. Those are the two things I want you to say talk about next. Yeah. So so for those of you who aren't familiar with this Instagram offer, basically Instagram will offer to pay you to be a content creator contributing reels on Instagram. So um, when Kim ran her test, you know, she was getting paid about $10 per reel that she would post over one week. Um, and, you know, she was able to repeat that with five reels. So I have heard from a few other people who have become paid content uh, contributors and they were posting, you know, 10 to 12 reels in a month and making about $100. So it wasn't this glorified, you know, they are the content beast and all of a sudden they're quitting their full-time job just right. to make content. But it was a very nice offset to some of the other um, expenses that they were incurring. So here's the deal. Um, obviously, Facebook loves to push out content that is of high quality. They like to push anything that's getting engagement or people are letting loop, meaning they're letting the video go through multiple times. Um, that's how you're racking up your views. And then the more views you're getting, the more likely they are to compensate you. Mm -hmm. So there, there doesn't seem to be clear pricing structure at this time. And it's very much out of your control once you put your reel up there as to what you're going to get paid. The only thing that you can do to control your income is to post more frequently. So okay. that if you if you were posting a lot, like three times a day, you would see 
that more of your reels would go, um, I hate using the term go viral, more of them would reach large groups of people. And those would be the reels that would help you earn more money and get paid more. So before you finish that thought, so what I was doing, my strategy was to do uh, a reel and a story Mm -hmm. and then maybe a post. I don't know. So is it this, you're saying post three reels, um, at least, I mean, I'm not, let's not talk about frequency. Let's talk about types. So is it, would you say that that's a good strategy to kind of do the different, three different types or do you, do they just want reels, 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 and that's it? They definitely want the different types. So uh, what I do for my clients is about a a one-third, one-third, one-third. So I do one-third of their content is reels-based. When we post a reel, we're sharing it into the newsfeed as well as sharing it into the stories. And then from the stories, it can go into a highlight if it needs Mm -hmm. to um, kind of live on for longer. If it's it's cornerstone content, we'll put it in the highlights. Then what we're doing is... Another third of the content is some kind of custom graphic, whether it's a carousel post that someone is swiping through um, or it's got their logo on it. It's something other than a standard photo. Um, And then the third are just those great photos or short video clips that are not real. They're formatted square. They're very simple. And what we found is we're actually reaching different audiences with the different types of posts because of the way that people use Instagram differently, Mm -hmm. depending on their style, they're getting a different piece of content served to them. Okay. Yeah. So so now frequency, let's get back to that because the last time I think we spoke, which was months ago was I was doing too many posts in Facebook and it was like pulling away from my, right? What, 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 yes. what were you saying there? So what, what we've seen with a lot of the clients that we manage is that if you're going to post, um, let's say three days in a row, so you're going to post on Monday, you're going to post Tuesday, you're going to post Wednesday, that when you post on Monday, that post does really well. People are commenting on it and and they're into it. Facebook is then telling the algorithm to keep showing it to more people for free on Tuesday and Wednesday. But when you've posted again on Tuesday, all of a sudden there's competition. You are competing for your own audience. And so um, Facebook kind of has to determine which post is going to get seen and whether or not to let both of those posts continue to run. So the strategy that seems to work is to leave some space. So you post, you know, one day, then you take a day off, then you post the next day, take a day off. So that if a post is doing really well, it can continue to get delivered and you get kind of maximum reach out of it. However, um, things have shifted a little bit. Consumption, like time on spent on Facebook and Instagram is still really high. Mm -hmm. So, we are seeing that back-to-back posts can reach plenty of people over a series of days. The hidden benefit to posting more frequently is that you're basically running more tests. So let's say it's gonna take you 100 posts 
to figure out the pattern that makes 10 of them get tons of reach, tons of engagement, tons of comments. The faster you get to that hundred, the faster you know the answer. That's true. Okay. And they're not really throttling your reach when you're posting that frequently. Um, what they're doing is they're giving every single one a small test and it has to pass that test in order to, you know, get seen by more people. So the frequency is as much as you can create quality content. It's worth getting out there. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've talked about this in the past on previous social media shows and stuff like that with you, but it's, it's worth reiterating. And that is show the final product, <laughs> show the, show the piece you did. Um, you know, you can show it in your all finished, you know, on a table, you know, as it is before it goes into the car or the truck or the lift or lift kit or whatever. Uh, but I noticed that I get a lot more engagement when I actually go out especially with architectural too, like restaurant. I just did a restaurant post uh, that did really well because I showed various restaurants across the island. I used a hashtag. I tagged everyone in the post, you know, multiple businesses in the post and stuff like that. And uh, it did, it actually did really, really well um, in and of itself. But, you know, never underestimate going and following up with the client to get you know, because they always say when they leave, oh, yeah, well, I'll send you pictures or whatever. And then they don't. Right. Uh, so make the effort to go and see it all finished or text the guy and say, please send me the finish, you know, t take a picture of your truck when it's all done or whatever. Uh, it is so worth it to follow up to the very end of the finished product in the project that it's in. Um, I can't reiterate that enough. If you're not doing that now, um, people, your audience will get tired of you posting it on a pallet or, you know, with some down by the lake, <laughs> you know, photo of your finish. As beautiful as your powder coating is, uh, people do want to see where it ends up. And I think that lends itself to more interest in what you do as a powder coater versus just the project, right? It tells the story of this, right? You know, it's always about storytelling, right? You know, you, you, that you guys, you taught me that Danielle, it's always about the story and what's the story behind. Um, yeah. You know, every customer that comes to you has a vision of what they want. They have some dream of what they're trying to create and it's not the piece on the palette. Yeah. It's uh, the next step. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, moving on chat AI, <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open AI and chat GPT. So, um, the reason that I'm, I'm excited to talk about this is because it is, it's right now in this, like, everybody can use it. You don't have to pay for it yet. Like it's in this really sweet spot stage yeah. Where if you can take advantage of it now, you'll understand why, you know, in a couple months, if they decide to make it paid, you'll, you'll know whether or not that's a good investment for you. Um, as a marketer, 
I've been using ChatGPT to be able to get over any writer's block hurdles. So a task that maybe would have taken me 30 minutes or 45 minutes, like outlining a blog post or coming up with a content plan or um, something like that, I can buzz over to ChatGPT. I can plug in, please, you know, outline me in a table, social media posts for a powder coating company for the next month. Um, and have my answer in 30 seconds, spit back to me. And then you get to go back to it and you can say something, you know, like maybe you have a brand that's a little more funny or a little more quirky. Like you could be like, great. Now take what you just wrote and put a humorous spin on every post and it will outline for you ideas. And the thing is, um, because you're a knowledgeable person in your industry because you are the face of your brand or the embodiment of your brand, you'll know right away what fits and what doesn't. So you'll have a super easy time dumping out the stuff that you don't want, Mm -hmm. keeping only the parts that really speak to you. And now using that as the base to create your truly personalized, you know, blog post or podcast or email or social media caption, but it will give you that thing that, that, yes, that edge to get you unstuck. That was like one of my concerns when I first heard about it. Well, what does that leave blogging? You know, where does that leave blogging? Will bloggers be as critical or important article writers be as important as they are now? You know, Uh, that kind of concerned me. As it should. And what's going to happen to their intellectual property? Because OpenAI is scanning data that has been put on the internet to come up with its, you know, um, responses. So who's getting credited? Right. And uh, Bing had put in a big offer and integrate some of this OpenAI technology into their their search platform. And what I have seen from the previews is that it is coming with source links, which would be a new thing. I haven't seen that in the, you know, chat GPT software is okay. that coming up, coming out with the sources. So I appreciate that. Um, with that being said, I think that if you were a hundred percent reliant on open AI, you would lose your edge, right? You So instead of it being a helpful thing, you would actually find that over time, it makes you dull, it makes you boring, it makes you, you know, look like everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. But using it to get over the writer's block, picking out the elements of it that really, you know, sing to you, and then using it to get out an email. I mean, I had an email that I had I thought was going to take me 45 minutes to write. And I had the first draft written by chat GPT and just went through the editing. It cut the whole thing down to 15 minutes because it just needed editing. Right. Um, right. Personality. Mm-hmm. And we did a, yeah. I did a test uh, with Brad from um, Utah uh, powder works. Uh, and cause he's got a technical background Um, So this was his email to me when I uh, said, try it out, because I was too scared to try it out. So I said, (laughs) he said, I'll try it out. Uh, So he's, this is, he just copy and pasted what came from the, uh, 
you know, the, uh, the answers, right? So let me share, let me share my screen. So this was the chat, the chat eight GPT. Yeah, GPT. Um, what is the best pre-treatment chemical for powder coating aluminum? And then it gave the answer. Uh, I guess it, he didn't, it, it summarized it all, but uh, he didn't ask it any more questions just than just the one, but it basically broke it down into uh, a pretty technical answer. I mean, he's, he thought the answer was pretty good. Uh, it's important and then it ends up, you know, chromates, phosphates, zirconium, and cathodic electrode uh, uh, coatings. Uh, it's important to keep in mind that the choice of pretreatment chemical will depend on the specific, specific application, the type of powder coating used, and the desired properties of the final coating. Consulting with a powder coating expert or testing different options uh, for chemicals, it, it, you know, in your application. So that was a pretty good, I'd say that's a pretty standard good answer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So uh, that was just weeks ago when it uh, first got released. Um, it, we probably could have done some of the other things like now put it in a humorous way <laughs> or something. Okay. And I think that that's kind of the language that, you know, getting on there early and starting to use it will get you to, because there's things you want to prompt it to say or, or respond to you, right? You know, so. For sure. Well, and you hinted at kind of the secret sauce earlier, which is your story. So it might give you that as your answer. But if you tell a story about the time that you use this treatment versus that treatment, right, that then that story is never going to come through open AI, right, you're yeah. adding in that value and that's what's going to be another unique aspect. True, because um, it can't give you experiences, right? Exactly. You know, because it's a bot. So that's interesting. Anything, um, you know, is there anything else we need to talk about with the AI, just that it's just new and it's going to continue to kind of do its thing? Well, and just to watch for Google, because at first Google came out and said that they were going to penalize any AI content they found out there. And then more recently, they came back to say, well, maybe we'll, you know, uh, entertain it a little bit. We won't flag it or penalize it as much. So just to, to keep an eye on your website traffic, if you are using it, and then again, always to be putting your, your own personal spin on it. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where people would, I would guess would use it, not necessarily for blogging. I mean, unless you're already blogging and powder coating, but uh, for website purposes, it's an easy yeah. way to kind of come up with content on powder coating, um, you know, cause it is hard. That was like one of the hardest things that I ever had to do was create that content on my website and how do you say it? And then I'm always getting penalized because I write passively. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't like, you know, uh, adverbs. <laughs> I guess I, I, I did really well in adverbs and grammar when I was in fifth grade. Sorry. Um, so YouTube, anything new yeah. on YouTube? Well, I mean, sh YouTube shorts aren't that new, but if you're not already putting your Instagram reels or TikToks onto YouTube to get the most out of that content, 
Um, let's get them on as YouTube shorts. It's definitely another platform we want to be leveraging. And people are consuming a lot of YouTube content now on bigger screens. So um, taking into consideration the shift, like the same way somebody might open up the Netflix app and stream a movie, that's a lot of people are opening up the YouTube app and trying to stream something there. So it's kind of that edutainment platform and um, just look for your best performing content. So one of the strategies that can help you if you're if you are already under the intention of reusing content, what you should be doing is go ahead and post your content like your um, on TikTok or Instagram, right? And see how they perform. Right. And then take the best performing content and pass it along to YouTube. Because what will happen is you'll end up with a track record of having really viral content on YouTube. And the algorithm will really like your profile there. Yeah, our fastest channel, fastest growth channel is YouTube um, because of the podcast, probably. Um, I haven't posted, you know, I usually started with our channel uh, based on your, uh, you know, your advice was to come up with a video on the blog, blog content. So that's how we started our channel. And then, uh, you know, from there, now it's all pretty much just podcast stuff that we dump on that channel and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of experimenting. I, I can't say that I'm regular about it. Uh, probably could. Ross is so good with the videos, though, like. I, you know, he, if I can catch him in a moment where he's, he'll give you a tip or something like that. And that's where I've seen like my shorts do really well is uh, I'm videotaping him and he's talking about electrolysis that, that one did really well. Um, I just need to kind of catch him at the right moment and just, you know, make it viral that way, you know, speak of the devil, uh, <laughs> the devil himself. Um well, this has been enlightening. I think we kind of covered everything. Uh, we got a good, really good uh, overall, you know, because it's been a few months. Last time we were on, we were talking about Google ads. So I'll make sure to put that last episode in there. Because that is still, this, the Google ads stuff and the Facebook ads stuff was just, you can't go wrong with that. That was so much good information. So I'll make sure to put that in the uh in the bottom of, you know, in the links in the, in the video, I am classic for not reminding people to like, and subscribe on my, <laughs> on my YouTube channel or the podcast. I'm terrible about that. I'll try to remember and stuff, but I, sometimes I feel like if you don't know, right, you know, but sometimes people forget. So please do like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Anyways, Absolutely. Thanks again, Danielle. I know how busy you are. I'm so happy that you are busy uh, and you're doing really well in the marketing uh, and social media space as always, but you are so talented. So uh, anyways, it's great to have you on the show and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Kim. I miss you. I know. I miss you too. <laughs> it's and it's nice pleasure. that we still at least get to talk on, you know, online and, yeah. and make an excuse to talk to each other uh, on a podcast. What are you doing? You're driving me nuts. Anyways, 
<laughs> He's trying to conduct some business. Okay. Um, all right, guys, have a great day and aloha. Aloha.